through our small group resources where today we are looking at Romans 8 verses 23 through 25 as we methodically go through this great landmark chapter of Romans. So I'm going to jump right in and read 23, 24, and 25. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Before we jump in, I want to read 18 and 22. So a couple of verses before and, and then one right before verse 22. Verse 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, or that hope, that that full adoption, that full redemption that is waiting for us, that is going to be revealed to us later. Verse 22, for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. So Paul is shifting our mindset. Yes, there is suffering. I mean, he knew that. The first century Christians were keenly aware of the suffering in this world. But there's something coming that is so much better. That is the hope in verses 24 and 25. In fact, the word is mentioned five times, hope. And if you look back at 18, and if you just sit quietly and meditate on that verse for 10 minutes, it'll blow your mind. Now, I read 22 because it does help us frame 23 where we pick up. Not only creation, verse 23, but we also, we ourselves, Paul speaking to believers, we who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan. You know, last week Morgan did a great job explaining that we live in this broken world. You know, there's, this world has war, murder, cancer, hatred, COVID, deception, stealing, dishonesty. We could go on for 10 minutes. All kinds of illnesses and suffering. This was not God's design. Our first father, Adam, sinned, and now we're all born sinners, and born into this sinful, broken world. You know, all creation groans because even the trees, the animals, everything groans because they know intuitively that something isn't right. They long for the order of things to be set back right, for the curse in the garden to be reversed. Paul tells us in verse 23 that we groan along with creation, we long for God to reverse this curse he put on the earth and make everything right. But until that time, we wait eagerly and patiently. And it seems paradoxical, doesn't it? But it's not. Verse 23 describes the tension between you know, what is called the already but not yet. The already of our salvation. Yes, we've been adopted. Yes, our, uh, our, our penalty has been paid for by the blood of the cross. We have been justified. These things have happened. But the pain uh, of this world still is here. We have not been fully redeemed, fully adopted. The first fruits means that this harvest has begun. We taste it in the Holy Spirit. But we groan. We wait eagerly. We're adopted, but the full experience is not yet. That's that not yet piece. We don't have the full redemption of our bodies yet. And as we all get older, as I'm seeing 50 coming around the corner, 
we groan, actually groan when we wake up sometimes. Paul is pleading with us to be patient, to endure the sufferings necessary in order to be glorified with Christ. You know, Jesus told his disciples this right before he was arrested. He said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Are we living our life now in peace, knowing our Savior has already won the victory? Piper, John Piper, calls this section the great corrective to the great to the prosperity gospel. The great corrective to the prosperity gospel. I mean, you think about the prosperity gospel and what it preaches that you get everything now in this life. And if we are being honest, we know that's not true. If we read our Bibles, we know that's not true. Our text today helps us make sense of this brokenness in the world and how our suffering fits into the overarching purposes of God. Christ suffered. Christ's followers suffered in the first century. Why should we be surprised when we suffer on this earth? You know, I've often said that Christians, we Christians, should be the greatest optimist in the world. So many Christians, I'm afraid, are pessimists. Their light is not shining because they're so focused on this world and they're not focused on the new world to come. Does this describe you? I mean, how much time do you spend watching the news compared to studying your Bible? Not saying that it's saying there's anything wrong with the news. How much time are you on social media compared or versus praying? Not saying there's anything wrong with social media. What if we spent the same amount of time praying for all the things going on in the world that we complain about? How much time, <coughs> excuse me, how much time do you spend watching shows on Netflix and Hulu compared to reading God's Word and books that help you grow in Christ? I'll say it again, Christians should be the happiest, most optimistic people on the planet. Why? Because we know how this thing ends and we have the remedy, the solution to the eternal separation that's coming from our Creator for those that die apart from Christ. Listen, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm saying it does take work. We cannot allow ourselves as believers to slip into the mode of the world and just coast and let the world influence us with news, social media, and TV shows. We have to be proactive and to, to work out this salvation, to, to be proactive in what we think about. So, again, I'm not saying we're happy all the time. We still groan and long for Christ to complete our adoption and our redemption. But we have a hope in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit as a down payment on that future inheritance. It is sealed and done. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10 that we are sorrowful but always rejoicing. Sorrowful but always rejoicing. I think this sums it up perfectly and so simple. This is difficult though. It is. But it helps us understand this tension we live in until Christ comes again. The already but not yet. I pray that we will all live a life of eager anticipation of Christ's return, letting our light shine in this dark world, a world that is desperate to know Jesus. Talk to you next time.